Video Gamer Podcast number 396, but it should be 397, but it's not, because we couldn't do it last week, because my internet has been a right faff on. I'm joined by Richmond Walker. Hello, Richmond. Hello, 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 hello. You should explain the saga. Oh, God. I'll do the saga with the first bit. Did I say it was the Video Gamer Podcast already? These people are probably living in confusion right now. Um, did I? If you didn't, you said it now. So I've said it now. You've covered yeah. it. You've you know covered what you, it. you know what you're bloody listening to. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, didn't have internet. Didn't have internet. Router dead. Nothing going on. Plugging it in. No lights on. Literally just coughed and died. Uh, ra- shall I name the service provider I'm with, or is that not? Oh, you're gonna name and shame. I don't know. I because you know the listeners. I'm doing them a favour. Don't go with these guys. But then on the other hand, I sort of think. Mm, Not everyone will have I? had the is same that... experience as you necessarily. I know. You could, I know. I mean, you could you could allude to them. You could say they're a, they're a former sponsor of Manchester United, long time sure. ago. I didn't say it. Rich said it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it rubbish. It's called them up. They said, "Oh, all right. Well, we'll send you a new router." Yeah. So I was like, "All right, cool." For Twenty-four to forty-eight hours. I said, "Didn't happen." Right. So that was Sunday night. We rang. So I'll wait until Tuesday. Ring up again on uh, Tuesday. Close a play. Uh, no router yet. Oh, uh, nothing on your account. That's annoying. Why oh. isn't there? You know, uh, no, no record of any uh, deliveries. Um, I will send another one. All right, twenty-four to forty-eight hours. Nothing. Guy, the guy from the from their thing calls one day to say, "Oh, just uh, checking to see if your internet's set up." No router sent to me. They've got no record of it. Unbelievable. Oh my god, what? What is so, going on and there? It, uh, yeah, and it happens again. So basically, all, so it happens twice. Happened three times in the end, and on all three times, the guy spoke on, I think, Saturday. He said, I, I, he was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to manually put in the order to DPD. Um, and they sent me like a, a th- he said, oh yeah, it'll be with you on Monday. Monday, nothing. Yesterday, on the phone for hours and hours, uh, and in the end, uh, just had to switch service provider. This company, unable to post me a router. And the thing that stings the most, their service was great. Their internet was great. Mm. When it was bloody working, it was like some of the best internet I've had. And I've been with loads of them. So, And this one was good. So it was a real shame. Anyway, we switched to a new service provider that Matt from upstairs recommended. Um, that's all lovely. They're coming next Tuesday. If anyone's wondering, I'm actually tethering some 4G on a phone right now. You said 5G. Um, Five G, sorry, sorry. Aren't you gonna Thanks get? Aren't you gonna get COVID from from this? Oh no, actually, isn't it four? I can't, the, you know, I can't remember which G it is. I tell you what, it's better than three G though. Well, it could be it, four or five. Could be four or five. I'm, I'm I'm not willing to narrow it down any more than that for the sake of specificity. I'm gonna say five though because this quality's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's good, really isn't, good it? isn't it? I can't tell the difference. Um, and then what was the rest of it? Oh, and then the real kicker was this morning, the router bloody came. Yeah. After they've after they've already cut off the service, so unbelievable. So anyway, <laughs> sorry to the listeners. Um, you know, I would name and shame the company. I guess it's probably not professional, but you know, there you go. Um, uh, my clue will enable you to work it out anyway. Yeah, if you're up on your football <laughs> and your particular different eras of Manchester, so United during or the nineties, during the nineties. Oh, he's narrowing <laughs> it down, making it obvious now. Excellent. Right, love it, love it. But anyway, so that's been me. But I have managed to via a friend's unlimited phone internet, either four or five G. Um, I have managed to, to download some things uh, and, and to play some things, so that's good. Um, 
But it's been a little while. Loads of stuff happening. Loads of news to catch up on. Loads of games. Rich, you've been playing stuff. Right? I have, you've been yeah. playing some lovely games. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, let's, uh, let's, dig, let's dig right in. I'll give, 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 him a, give him a jingle there and we'll jump right in. Excellent. When you tie your shoes and you do the bit where you make the loop, goes round. Yeah. Rather than tying double knots on your shoes, just go round twice. Because they never, ever, ever come undone and you can then undo them. Just pull, pull, pull at the end of the day. Never, ever, 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 ever come undone. Games. Loads of them. What have you been playing? Oh, what haven't I been playing, Josh? What haven't mm. I been playing? What, well, what do you, you want did to hear about first? Th- <laughs> you t- well, this is funny because texting, texting you the other day, you tried Silent Hill on the Vita, no luck with it. I, yeah, basically my patience isn't what it used to be. So no. I, I couldn't handle the controls. <laughs> so I was just like, you know Tank what? Tank controls. I can't be bothered. Yeah, um, but yeah, it still it play. does still sort of hold up. <laughs> the five minutes I played were great. <laughs> they were there. It was an atmospheric five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Before I got annoyed with the controls. Excellent, excellent. And it's good that you did play five minutes of um, of Silent Hill, right? Because, and uh, you see, I'm, I'll sort of make a little spiritual connection here. Oh yeah. You've also played Blue Teams of the Medium. I have. Which I think we've said on this podcast before has a couple of uh, pun intended spiritual connections with mm, Silent Hill. Right? It does well. You've got Akira Yamaoka um, yes. composing half of the soundtrack. He, yeah, I don't um, know which half. The spirit so he, world. Uh, <laughs> the spirit <laughs> really? world bit. Yeah, <laughs> that would be brilliant. No, is that, that actually true? That's yeah, true. He actually, oh, that's amazing. He, they split it down the thing. Did, and, yeah. and that's. That, I love. That. Has that ever been done before? Not that I'm aware of. That's so specific. Mm, it's good. Huh. Oh well, there you go. Anyway, yeah. So sorry. Let's set the medium up for people. You you give us a little um, give us a little setup. All right. Well, as you'll have probably seen already in countless trailers, mm. and you know news pieces or whatever, it's a game in which the realities are split into two, and you play as Marianne, who's the uh-huh. eponymous medium of the game and she can yeah. freely move between well not freely she can sort of at certain junctures move between the material world and the spirit world uh-huh yes and obviously you exist primarily within the material world and you can journey into the spirit world initially it's just kind of random junctures and it kind of splits yeah. and the screen splits in two and it can do it in various ways it can split down the middle it'll split across horizontally vertically it's you yeah. know it's kind of cinematic and funky like that which it I reminds liked. me of um, that game with the prison stuff you know what I mean um, uh, a way out split screen a way yes out. Oh, okay that's the one you know how it was like sort of 1970s style like split screen yeah characters moving on more than one screen but you're also controlling them on more than one screen well on this you're controlling Marianne simultaneously in two worlds so she moves yeah. unless you hold down B and then you can out ta- of body experience exactly right? you can have an out of body experience and then you take control of Marianne uh, in the spirit world and you can do stuff there for a limited time before she kind of dissolves she fizzles out like one of those aspirins exactly. that you put in water yeah. when you've got a headache she's like yeah. an Alka-Seltzer yeah she is very much the Alka-Seltzer of the clairvoyant world <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so um, yeah. yeah there's some well, okay hang on quick question quick question yeah what would you do if the game was exactly the same in every way except her name first name Claire second name Voyant 
uh, I'd say it's even better. And it would, yeah, would I think I, be an instant 10. I think I would as well. Well, it'd be at least 10, and then we'll work our way down from there, mm. if if necessary, probably not. Anyway, sorry, go on. So this the game is set in Poland, right? Is it Poland? It's Poland, yeah. It's the primarily the Neva Hotel. Yes. Uh, 1999. So everything's still, still a little bit analog. Resort. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's a big hotel, yeah. basically. And yeah. it's abandoned, and it's old, and... Uh, there's echoes of its past down its yes. corridors and in its rooms and so on. Bit of the bit of the shining going on. Exactly, a little bit of the shining. The shining. The shining. Yeah, you don't want to get sued. And no. Um, no. Yeah, basically, as you progress, you kind of uh, go deeper into the hotel's mysteries. And um, yeah, yeah, I don't want to go into spoiler territory, but there are some no. very cool things that I uh, that is- enjoyed very much. Mm. That is the setup, basically. Yeah, basically, I, I can't wait for you to get to a certain point, Josh. I'll tell you how far I've got, because uh, I was playing it this morning before the uh, pod. Um, I've just gone fully into a mirror. Mm. That's good progress. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so I'm like physically in a spirit world. Yeah, so... Um, so it doesn't have. T- so the first thing to say, I'd say, or, the, or like the things that are of note in this game, mm-hmm. there's a few of them. Well, first of all, we should say it's the first Series X game. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a sort of thing of note. Like you know, it's the first actual cannot be played on last gen Series X game. It looks really nice. Yeah, it does look nice. I wouldn't say it's kind of a startling showcase for next gen. No, no, it's not. It's not. Um, but it is nice, and and I would say that it's a step up from Blue Team's previous games graphically. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I, I, I would, I would say that. And it's nice and stable, um, and the frame rate smooth. Yes, although Which I have had a couple of jaggers when I was I was walking around a large swimming pool earlier, and as she was making her way, an empty swimming pool, I should say. Yeah. Um, and she, as she was sort of walking around it, I had a few little jiggers, which I thought, oh. Well, I noticed that most of the time when I had kind of the game hang a little bit, it was when it was auto-saving, which seems to be kind of a uh, perennial problem for some games. The auto-save yes, kicks does. in and the, the game hangs for a second. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's kind of like a, yeah, it it happens way more than you think it does. Like, loads of games do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, sort the bloody auto-save out. Um, yeah. I have some immediate things. So, Rich, I guess he, Rich, you're in a capacity basically to you've you finished it, right? Yeah. And bar when the good people are listening to this, your review will be published. It will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So read that on XboxAchievements.com. Um, yeah, I have some immediate thoughts. Ooh, go uh, on. Let me know if I'm being unfair. So. So, oh, uh, uh, static camera angles, love them. Oh, Always you know love to see it. I, I didn't know it was like this. So when I started playing, I was like, hold on, this is Silent Hill, this is Re- Resident Evil. I didn't know this. Yeah. Why haven't they leaned yeah, into yeah. this more? Well, they kind of, yeah, so you're right. On the one hand, they haven't, but then in a sort of way, they have. So it's it's the Akira Yamaoka uh, mm-hmm. doing the soundtrack, loving that, or half the soundtrack, loving that. Um, it's the fixed... They are fixed, but they also move like they did on Silent Hill, but like they didn't on Resident Evil. That was always the dis- distinction between those two yeah. games: is that the backdrops in Silent Hill were not pre-rendered; they were polygonal, and it allowed a kind of um, 
quite stylish at times, quite atmospheric movement of the camera, which which the medium does do. However, and this this is really going to age me. This, if you're doing static, I I really would like uh, at least the option because I admit I'm in the minority here, but at least the option for tank controls because I really hate it, and it's happened uh, about two or three times now, where the camera's changed and I'm holding a direction, and I have to quickly switch to another direction, and it makes Marianne do a hunky-funky jerk, and yeah, it looks a bit that, silly. And it's, yeah, that does happen it's a, a little it bit. It is a small thing, I'll admit that, and I know I'm sort of griping, but it's one of those things, it's like, static camera angles sort of means tank controls as well, unless you want this annoying little herky jerk, or at least the option for, for old grumpy people like me. But, but, but fair enough. Point number two... Uh, and this is so far a real problem for me. Um, it's not remotely scary. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's more sort of tense than scary. Sure, I would yeah. say I've, I felt a certain tension, but I wasn't. I can't say I was ever particularly scared. Nice mood, right? Yeah, yeah. The atmosphere nice and the mood, mood is good. Like it, audio design is cool. Uh, the music is cool. Actually, I think it is Arcadius something who composed the other half of the soundtrack when yeah. you're doing regular. Well, um, apologies that I can't. I can't. I'll, I'll find it for you memory. right now. Thank you very much. It's in my review. Um, I've got it here. Uh, that soundtrack's also brilliant. Rakowski. Rakowski. Arcadius. Arcadius. Rakowski. Rakowski. Well, in in the, just in the normal sort of corporeal world, the soundtrack is. It's nice, it's atmospheric. Um, Marianne runs into ghosts who are wearing sort of theatre style, a bit like those Dramatis Personae masks, the white masks, but but sort of not really. Just kind mm. of like white plastic masks over their faces. I thought they were porcelain because they're kind of cracked. Oh, sorry, yeah, porcelain, yeah, whatever. But it, it's just a little... Uh, it's a bit silly, and when it happened, and the thing is, the the start of the game was really lovely. You sort of start off in Marianne's f- flat, which is above a a funeral home of all things, very fitting for a for a for a me- for a medium, I suppose. Um, a nice kind of atmospheric intro, um, where it's just like, oh, you know, it's creaking. Oh, something's moving down the corridor. Oh, it's a she's she's attending to a funeral of a loved one. And, you know, it's like, oh, there's something there. But she shifts into the spirit world. And, and the world, it's a little, it reminds me a little bit of Soul Reaver, actually, from back in the day. Oh, yeah. um, it's sort of the same as our world, except everything's made of sort of stone and bones and bits of skin where there are doorways. And it's mm. all, in fact, actually, yeah, again, it's a lot like Silent Hill. It, that When you'd shift into nowhere, it would it would have the same sort of motif. Things made of flesh and blood, where in our world they're made of, like, metal and wood. Um I just don't... It's just not scary. And I don't know how big a problem... I mean, for, I would argue for a horror game, that's a big blimmin' problem so far. Um, it is a nice mood, I, I will say that. Um, I just haven't been... When I play... And recently, and it helps... Uh, that's why I brought up the Silent Hill thing earlier. It helps that recently I've been I've been replaying Silent Hill 2, which, which is just absolutely nerve-shredding. Mm. Um, and that's a game that's 20 years old. And Yamalka's soundtrack for that... Coupled with the general fog and atmosphere, it's still unbelievably gripping and stressful. And I and I'm playing the medium, and it's like this is nice, and it does have a nice mood. <clears throat> and I, I'm you know I'm digging the whole th- you know shifting into another realm to solve these puzzles. It's got some some nice 
old school sort of Silent Hill puzzles where like you have to find different items put them in different places you know develop photographs by yeah. dipping water into the fluid for three seconds and you know all these these nice old these old puzzles that sort of take us back to the kind of lovely days uh, but and then and the neva facility is is lovely it's a sort of old socialist sort of paradise gone wrong mm-hmm. you know sort of like working class holiday resort thing that's all dilapidated and gray and it's very it's very lovely in that sense but it's just it's like when you go and see a comedy and you just don't laugh and you might think well i had a good I had a good time you know i was sort of nicely entertained but how how big a problem is it if I, if i just didn't laugh you know and some people would say oh it's pretty big and <laughs> mm. <laughs> with a with a horror game i'm just thinking this is this is all this is all right this but um I'm certainly have not been scared. There was one moment where a big fella chased me. Yeah. Um, and that just reminded me of Layers of Fear 2 and the problem with having instant fail states in horror games. Yes. After, after you die once, it's not only not scary instantly, but it's quite irritating. It's compounded um, by an unskippable little death scene where you're just like, oh, yeah. fuck off. Come on, yeah. let me bloody redo it. Yeah, yeah. Um... So yeah, for my mind, and I'm really looking forward to the medium. I haven't written my review yet, and I should say I've not finished the game yet. Um, and I will crack on because I'm sure there's some lovely bits I've not seen. Yeah. But and it look because I think this year there's some tasty uh, sort of horror releases that are, that are sort of uh, scheduled at least at the moment to come out, and the medium was sort of right up there when I when I when I saw the Akira Malka thing, and I sort of saw oh this could have some some lovely sort of spiritual connections with Silent Hill. And it's it, the thing is, it's just, um, it's just so far, it just hasn't really done it for me, which is a, such a shame. Mm. But that's just me. You're, you're, I think you're, are you, because you quite liked it, didn't you? you you're sort of, a, I think you're, you're hotter on it than I am. Is uh, well, that fair I, to say? Well, I mean, it, it does, there are scary moments later on. To be fair, okay. not right. they're not like nerve shredding like Silent Hill Two, like you say. There's nothing really okay. to kind of measure up to say like that bit with the prison cells, where it's, it's just relentless. Oh God, yeah, yeah. That I mean, that is etched into my brain forever because that that yeah. was just was terrifying. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and and little bits of sound design, like for instance in Silent Hill Two, just. And it's no, it's not really fair to just completely uh, side by side compare two games. No. like that's but that's and that's not all that I'm doing, by the way. But just just to point out these little things like sound design, it's like the sound of the air raid siren just just mm. sucked all the air out of me. I thought, oh god. And then you know, Pyramid Head would sort of arrive, and that thumping industrial soundtrack yeah. would kick in, and I think, fucking hell, I've got to get out of here. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but with the medium, there's there's just nothing like that. It's like I'm talking to a little ghost girl mm-hmm. who's very very chipper and sort and sort of vaguely irritating, but she's all right, really. I feel sorry for her. She's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's leading me about, and I'm just thinking, I'm just going from room to room, looking at stuff and finding keys and putting them in other locks. But and there's no, there's, well, so far I've not come across any combat or anything. So there's, you never yeah. really get the sense of like, in a funny old way, combat can help to instill the feeling of vulnerability. It, it, it's funny games like Outlast or Amnesia do very, very well to strip away combat. Um, because there are things sort of stalking you and ready to kill you. But on the other hand, the knowledge that you can fight and that you might fail to fight um, 
can actually heighten the tension, which is why it was always good that in the Silent Hill games, for instance, the combat was always really rubbish. You sort mm. of, the, the auto-aim was a little bit shoddy and the, the animations for sort of aiming your gun at an enemy was quite slow and you, you were often <laughs> sort of sweat, sweating on the controller thinking, Jesus Christ. Well, uh, but, it's a shame that that's what's put me off. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm a sort of, I'm I'm c- gonna crack on, and it, and it, as I say, it is a nice place to be. I'm I'm loving the the, the sort of, the, the mood is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oh, Troy Baker's in it. He is, yeah, yeah. He's actually almost unrecognisable. Um, his voice because oh, he's the he's the he malevolent monster. Well, he does that, but he also he's a fellow on a phone. You know, when you lift up a phone. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, and he's he's just he's just doing his normal Troy Baker voice, and I, and I just heard it and instantly went, "Oh, that's Troy Baker." Yeah. Well, uh, the, the, <laughs> so, but he's a talented chap, and he's obviously putting on lots of different voices, I suppose. Well, obviously, the the monstery voices that's um, gone through a lot of effects and things, but yeah, it's it's creepy. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely yeah, creepy. Yeah. I think they nicked that. They nicked that design from um, Hellboy, by the way. Yeah, I knew I sort of recognised it. It's yeah. kind of spindly, yeah, the, sort of um, Pan's Labyrinth type creature, but with a bit little of bit Hellboy like that. edge. I think, yeah, I think Hellboy Two, the Angel of Death, with yeah. eyes on the wings, and but 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 what I'm getting at is that sort of fan-shaped head design. I mm. thought, oh, I've seen that design before. What's that? And then after after a minute or so, it hit me. But yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, uh, what else? You, I'm intrigued because I haven't played it yet, but you have, and I'm really excited. Little bit little bit sort of concerned but also mostly excited you've played uh maiden yeah. which is the uh demo for resident evil 8 slash resident evil village i don't know what they're doing there but it's sort of eight but it's not um and this is kind of like the beginning hour demo for seven right yeah pretty much yeah i i don't think it's a thing you'll find in the full game no and there's no combat in the demo it's just a kind of mood piece right yeah yeah, and okay. it lasts about I don't know five ten minutes at the very most. Excellent. And what are your thought? What were after playing Maiden? Were you like yes, yes, yes? Give me more, more, more. Well, yeah. After playing the medium as well, I was like, <laughs> shit, this is actually quite tense. This is this oh, is a shit. proper horror thing. This is uh, scary. Yeah, because it's right out of the gate. It's macabre. It's weird. A lot of weird noises and things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah you, you start in a dungeon and you've got to escape. And you've got to figure out a way to get out. And once you get out, you you come up into this amazing, opulent kind of mansion. And, uh, yeah, it's incredible. Oof. And uh, I don't really want to say much more because, yeah, it would spoil it. Yeah, but but it but it but it kind of left you going, yeah, absolutely, give me Resident Evil Village. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because well, it answers see... so little as well. It just it doesn't really give you anything. Yeah, well, I liked that about the because the beginning hour of Resident Evil Seven um, was a was a quite a sneaky title in a way because it absolutely was not the beginning hour of the final game. Hmm. It was completely different, and it, it yeah. was um, remember that demo. It was kind of supernatural. You had like the dummy hand that you could spot a ghost girl at different points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was it was like completely different. So like this, I'll be I'll be intrigued to see what relation uh, Maiden bears to the actual finished thing in mm. the end. Um, did you see the uh, ten foot tall vampire lady? Everyone's going on about. Yeah, 
I did. Is she uh, as tall as Shaquille O'Neal? She's taller. She has to actually like fully bend under doorways. To Mind get you, in. Shaq probably would have to bend under quite a lot of. Not not to the degree she does. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah. I reckon she's nine okay. foot. Probably nine yeah. foot. I reckon just under maybe, just under nine foot would be my estimation. So she could dunk without actually leaving she the floor. Just, she could just put the ball into yeah, the pretty hoop. much. Yeah, yeah. Which begs the question: Why doesn't she just do that? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't she just have a career in the, the yeah, WNBA? You'd you'd think she could just go. Yeah, well, I'll be the best WNBA player in the hit in history yeah. easily, in, instantly, and will be unbelievably rich. Um, yeah, it's but no, weird. I'm, actually, I'm just going to live in this castle. I'll just live in this castle and I'm just chilling. And actually, I've got a hand that transforms into a bigger hand, so that would help with blocks and steals and things, presumably. Ah, is it though? Yeah. Is it a bigger hand? Ooh, what do you mean? What do you mean? Because it's very obvious that it's not a bigger hand. It's well, unless she can do that as well. But in the demo, fucking Ooh. hell, it's weird. Again, I don't want to spoil oh, it. This I don't is... want to spoil it. <clears throat> this is creepy stuff. This I'm loving it. Mm. But they're sort of vampires. Yeah. So um, again, how do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah. Does it work for you? <laughs> Kinda. It's it's yeah. freaky. It's I mean it's Capcom really doubling down on the freakiness. I mean Resident Evil okay. Seven was proper weird. Yeah, and it kind of moved away yeah. from the zombies and stuff, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, those black goo monsters. The, the, no, who, they weren't ooze. Ooze was from Revelations, wasn't it? What were they called in? Oh, Seven the molded. The, the molded. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and they were sort of just sort of oily people, but mm. um. And but also, uh, Marguerite could just sort of transform into insects. That wasn't really explained, and that's kind of what they do in this game, mm. right? Um, uh, transform into bats and, and seems and that way. And yeah. yeah, and I don't know if they'll wrap it up by going, "Oh, it's a it's a bio, it's a nerve gas, and it's making everyone see these things," or if they're going, "Yeah, uh, this oh god, this, this bio has a thing is don't be, you know don't don't do the gas thing." That's been done yeah. before, remember? That's been that's been done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know I don't know what they're gonna do. And if it is like a bio a bow, a bioorganic weapon, yeah. that that sort of makes you think, Well, why would why would a military force wanna what, drop what umbrella something doing? on what are they doing? Why, why would they wanna use that on, on, on another country? They go in, yeah, well a war's broke out, but we've got this gas Turn those guys into vampires. Yeah, it doesn't like, make why sense. would that be a good BOW? D- That's doesn't not work. good. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. No. Rethink it. <laughs> Rethink. Capcom, if you're listening, I'll do some rewrites for you. Do you know what I'd do um, if I was um, in a war? I'd send yeah. a silent assassin in. Ooh, yeah. I like what you're doing. I like yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> That's what I yeah. do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyone in particular you got in mind? Or? I don't know, someone like Agent 47. Very good, very good. Yeah, I played it, played mm. it all, and you liked, liked it. Hit Man Three, the final chapter in what they're now calling the World of Assassination trilogy. Mm. Uh, I did, I enjoyed it. Man, I, I liked it. Uh, Dartmoor was a cracker. Um, yeah. I liked the uh, the one up the Burj Khalifa or the Burj Al Ghazali. That was mm. cool. Dubai. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, the Berlin nightclub level was very good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I haven't got there uh, yet. Ooh, 
Okay. Uh, so I've uh, okay. So how? What have you done? Have you done Dartmoor? I've just done Dar- Dartmoor. Yeah, I was trying to do the murder mystery and I screwed it up. Brilliant. I uh, made a, a mess of it. Basically, <laughs> I didn't realise that you're effectively on a timer with that. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, so, you've got to sort of shake a leg on that one. Yeah, so I, I yeah. thought, no, do you know what? I'm going to explore, not knowing I was on a timer. I'm, I'm going to really, really, like, thoroughly explore the mansion. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, the matriarch gets done in, and yeah. it breaks the whole strand. And you're like, oh, well, thanks for telling breaks, me. Like, yeah, call, call me call me Norman Reedus, because I'm breaking strands. Yeah, so uh, um, that was that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, still very good. I really Don't get like, me wrong. Still very very I, I, good. Really cool. Really really cool. One of my problems, and I and I, I think it's just me again. Often in 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 the in the griping minority of these things. It I I don't tend to when they did this episodically with the 2016 Hitman, mm-hmm. and it sort of forced people to just rinse those levels because they only had one level at a time. And yeah, they had to wait for the other ones. But then Hitman 2 and now Hitman 3 have both just been sort of traditional games, but only games with sort of five or six maps, give or take. Yeah. Um, and of course, the older Hitman games would have sort of 15, 17 levels, but they'd be smaller. They wouldn't be these huge, huge sandboxes like you have now. Yeah. But I have to say, overall with Hitman 3, I tend to just play it through and then leave it. And I'll probably play it again in six months yeah. or a year or whatever. And I don't really remember what I will have done last time. I don't feel a great incentive to go, okay, now I'm going to straight away do Dartmoor again, but do it in a different way. Because I sort of feel like, well, the plot is kind of moving us on. and I tend to just play through, you know. How much that's a criticism, I don't know. Because I know a lot of people love this. They love... Um, Producer Dan, for instance, will just love like just like redoing each thing and like eking out all of its stuff. Well, before, he was you know, upset that there weren't on. more stories. In, like, he's yeah. like, there's only three... Chat, like r- things to replay through on like one yeah. of the levels, or whatever. I'm like, that seems quite good. There's still yeah, loads of opportunities. Yeah, to me, I quite like that. Yeah, I quite like the more sort of focused. Um, you can have three stories per 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 thing. It didn't really bother me. I also, I should say, I turned the instincts mode off. Mm. Um, because for me, it's too signposty. I don't use I it. Sort of, I leave it on, yeah. but I don't use it. It's for like. Emergency highlights <laughs> like key things, I think. Mm. But yeah, yeah. On the whole, Hitman Three, I like it. I still miss the old Hitmans. Ultimately, if 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 I know Absolution was a bit of a a nadir, but um, but I but I do sort of miss the kind of blood money style when it was like a, a, a sort of tighter, more more coherent story. Yeah, and sort and sort of smaller levels, you know, linked together in in that way. These big, massive sandboxes are very impressive, mm-hmm. um, but I tend to move through them the same way I did the old games. If I could have, could have the old ones back, and of course now I owe we're doing James Bond, so we're probably not going to get any Hitman for quite a long time. Well, you know, during that Dubai mission, when he's in his lovely ashen grey suit, <laughs> I was like, oh, this yeah, could yeah. so easily be 007 right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Some yeah, well, that's the thing. Like party. the. Yeah, the new Hitman kind of is. It's like you can tell it's their their audition piece for Bond mm. as much as anything else. It's like, well, it basically is Bond now. It's and that's sort of a, a, a faint criticism of mine. It's like, yeah, it doesn't doesn't really feel like Hitman. He doesn't feel like a Hitman now. He feels like a secret agent trying to save the world, and that's not what Hitman was. Yeah, true. You know. Uh, anyway. In your review, you said he sort of used to exist in more grimy underground. God, corners yeah, yeah. of the world, didn't he? And now he's... It's all... 
all glamour Glam, now. He's, yeah. he's skydiving onto the Burj Al Ghazali like a blooming. That was faintly ridiculous, know. wasn't it? It, it was something out of Mission Impossible. Yeah. Well, actually, that actually happened in Ghost Protocol, didn't it? It did, yeah. Tom Cruise climbing the blooming... Anyway, we got a bumper uh, news thing because of the gap, because these mm-hmm. uh, these poor listeners have gone all this time without their news. Mm. Um, but So we can, <laughs> we'll crack on with that. We'll have a lovely jingle, and then we'll get straight into it. Uh-oh. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Uh-oh. Little holes in the top. 100%. And it's the best deodorant I've ever used. So it's a stick. You know, the stick. 100%. Wow. You don't sweat. You smell great, as evidenced today. Mm. Uh-oh. 100%. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Talking to James Bond, talking to Hitman, mm-hmm. right? This is hot off the press. Yep. Uh, IO reckons that the Bond game they're doing could be the start of a trilogy. Oh, I would kind of uh, hoped for a bit more than that. Oh, well, you, you may well get a bit more. So, speaking... Sp- speaking? Speaking, yeah. Fucked it. <laughs> speaking to Danish media outlet DR.DK, studio director Hakan Abrak said that the developer has come up with a, quote, completely original story for the game, and that he could easily imagine that a trilogy could come out of it. Mm. Furthermore, the title will boast its own James Bond rather than the digital likeness of any of the actors who played Aww. the British spy. Uh, do you know what I, I want? I quite I want... like that. Give me. Well, I know what you want, but you're never going to get it. I want. Actually, you're not going to guess this. I want the ability to choose. I want all of the Bonds in there, <laughs> and you can choose which one you want. I love the idea of doing like an f- origin story, young Bond, but it's just Roger Moore. Well, at least let, let me unlock them or something. As, yeah, you're sort of going at it like Arkham style, like yeah. you unlock skins of different yeah, bonds. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why the hell not? I'd play through, I'd, pl- I'd love to play through as Dalton, but let's not get sucked <coughs> down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah, also, uh, he revealed how IO managed to convince the uh, the folks in charge of the Bond IP, Barbara Broccoli uh, and Michael G. Wilson, to uh, to let it make a game based on, on the franchise. Apparently, the Hitman maker spent the better part of two years preparing for a meeting mm-hmm. uh, with Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson, knowing full well that Broccoli wasn't happy with previous Bond video games, saying that they, uh, quote, weren't worthy enough of the IP and were, That's quote, harsh. violence for the sake of no, violence. No, come on. Don't well, say don't that. Don't, don't be saying that. She might. She. Might, I tell you what, though, she's got a point for most of the Bond game. There are even everything. Uh, obviously, on many would. Even well, that. I was just about. I was about to say there are exceptions. You know, I mean, but even even everything or nothing. I mean, if that came out as one of the movies, that would be sort of roundabout die another day sort of level, right? It had like Jaws in it. It was bonkers. It was a good. It was a good Bond <laughs> game. Don't get me wrong, but it was. It was. It was mental. a little bit mad. Uh, it had Baron Samady in it, and it didn't make sense. Well, they're just like, who are our favourite Bond villains? Let's yeah. resurrect all of them and chuck them Let's in. Just bring them all back. But they're all Jaws back. He, uh, he just is. He just is. Chill out. <laughs> and it's Pierce Brosnan, and they're like, but he never, he never met Jaws. Well, he did now. Yeah. So shut up. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, I take Barbara's point. It's like when you consider the 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 role that Bond has in in, in the cinema versus the sort of the reception that most Bond games get. I would put Bond up there with like the Alien franchise in terms of like it's never been very well served by video games if you compare it to, to the movies. It's like what well, most people would say with Alien, it's like, well, Alien Isolation was was great. That was like, you know, the one thing they can point to and go, that was actually like brilliant. Yeah. Um Bond, I suppose most would say Goldeneye. I might argue 
everything or nothing or or possibly um I really like the from Russia with love thing that EA Redwood Shaws did yeah. with Sean Connery. Um, but anyway, anyway, it, on the whole we've never had a the closest thing to a great Bond game is Goldeneye and I would argue that's a that's a great shooter but that it's not necessarily a great Bond game, you know, but I think mm, Bond okay. needs to be something a little bit more than a shooter and I think that might be what without wanting to put words in Barbara Broccoli's mouth that might be what she's getting at. Anyway, we'll see. Rich wants more than a trilogy. Rich wants 25 Bond games, well, one for each movie. I mean, I say that. Let, let's see how the first one comes out first. Yeah, yeah. Let's not... Let's not... Because uh, imagine if that was rubbish. God, that would oh, I'd cry. I think, I think we'd both cry, wouldn't we? I think we would, yeah. I'm, I th- I'm unreasonably excited about that. I think <laughs> that's... that's I'm the most excited about that more than anything else at the minute. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Rumours. Hot, fresh gossip. Mm-hmm. Um Resident Evil 4 Remake, not officially acknowledged or confirmed by Capcom, but uh, reportedly undergoing a partial reboot and could be delayed until 2023. Yeah, so the deal with this is there's a new studio called M2 formed by... They did the remake of 3. They were sort of platinum game devs, right? Yeah, but the criticisms around um, 3 with its cut content and such means that Capcom have been like, step aside lads, we're leading this. Well, actually, yeah, so it's a little... It, it's basically that, but with a slight bit more. So, yeah, so the report came through from Video Games Chronicle um, and who said that, that, it, that its sources have told them that um, Capcom Division 1, which is sort of the, the, the kind of the big one at Capcom, really. They're the people who do that kind of, you know, the mainline Resident Evils. And I think they did the remake of Resi 2, for instance. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're working on it. So uh, the, some conflict arose um, because... M2, after the criticisms of Resident Evil 3, I, I didn't criticise that game, by the way. No, I, I mean, didn't I, I, didn't, I, did, I didn't have no criticism for it, but the content doesn't bother me. I think, you know, you have to trust people. They, 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 they do what they think's best. If you don't like it, fair enough. But um, apparently that led M2 to wanting to be very, very faithful to Resi 4 following the fan complaints. Um, but Capcom's production team, as per these reports, disagreed with that and want the project to be, quote, inspired by the original, but with its own unique takes. For instance, such as how Mr. X was very, very different in Resident Evil 2's remake, uh, mm-hmm. which re- which resulted in the project being handed to Division 1 Studio and, uh, and partially rebooted. Uh... So we might not see it until 2023 now because Division 1 have taken over and it's... I don't know how much it's being rebooted or how far along uh, M2 were, but yeah. It might be good, you know, because Village seems a lot... It's quite spiritually connected to 4, you know? That's what I thought, yeah. So it's, uh, it's a bit more, like you've got um, a merchant in this The one. occult. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. the merchant's called in Resident Evil Village? Uh, <clears throat> I, if I've forgotten, I did the, know the, the other Duke. day, but I forgot. <coughs> the Duke, which Brilliant. immediately reminds me of David Dickinson. Yeah, and they should, really the get, they should have um, got him to uh, to voice the character. Or you're going to say Isaac Hayes, right? No, I was going to say the character of the Duke in the film Layer Cake, but that's quite an oh, obscure right. reference. Now hold on, but, uh, in Escape from New York, isn't Isaac Hayes's character called something like the Duke? I think he is the Duke. Isn't he the Pope? No, I don't think so. Mm. Anyway, yeah, well, it's, it's it's all good stuff. Looking forward to it. Take your time. Um, <laughs> they're a bit relentless with these remakes, I have to say. But I suppose Resi 4 is the biggest one after Resi 2, isn't it, really? I can confirm that Isaac Hayes' character in Escape from New York is, in fact, called the Duke. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, 
load of stuff with uh, oh actually actually I tell you what let's do the they're doing an Indiana Jones game yeah good time good uh, kind of a, a good time to be a movie tie-in fan and we're all movie yeah. tie-in fans aren't we well yeah as long as they're <laughs> doing all... a uh, Crystal Skull adaptation we're happy oh right? yeah god yeah yeah if and if they don't get Blanchett in I'll riot <laughs> she was actually all right in it yeah she was one of the be- she was one of the better things in mm. that movie. Um, and fair enough, they got Karen Allen back for that. You know? They did, yeah, yeah. And but, um, oh man, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> god! It was, and hopefully they get that CGI uh, groundhog to poke up through with the Paramount logo. Well, and the alien, dirt. don't forget the alien. And they the got alien. that. The grumpy, the, the grumpy alien. Grumpy alien, yeah. and get Shia LaBeouf in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While you're on it, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, Machine Games doing it. Wolfenstein people. Um, I don't know how well that bodes. I'd, I'd be, imagine if they did an Indiana Jones, Jones game, but you'd be just shooting everyone with loads and loads of <laughs> massive guns. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Well, they've already got the Nazi like, assets. They just, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've got all that <laughs> they built. just reuse them. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, they just take it. Yeah, we've already got these big robot dogs and that. Stick that in there. Yeah, yeah why not? Um, lovely stuff. Uh, one of the things that I think amidst the excitement of, of this... Uh, which is, it's going to hit people at some stage. And uh, it's not going to have Harrison Ford in it, is it? No, that's that's the thing. He's not, that's he's very not unlikely. They'll have to wave and a big old check in his, in his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would. Um, and they haven't... It'll be, I'm foreseeing it might be a little bit like the Avengers game. Well, you know when everyone was like, oh, this is not Robert Downey Jr. And uh, you know, they never said it was going to be. It was never an MCU they, they never, tie-in. They, they never said it was going to be. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, we've just had all these movies and you, you've, you've, you've kind of made these characters look a bit like them, which highlights how much they're not them, yeah. which is quite funny. And like, it's tough to find a more distinctive actor than Harrison Ford. And I just think I'm sort of wary or I'm looking forward to when they actually reveal the Indiana Jones that's going to be in, in the Indiana Jones mm. game. Because imagine if it was just like really rubbish. <laughs> just like some random yeah. guy. About, oh, they're not at least be good? the rights to his likeness. Because there's plenty of Star Wars games with Han Solo, oh, that's Harrison true. Ford that's faces. True. They, could, they could do that. Um, do you know what would be good? If they sort of, again, it's the third time I'm bringing up spiritual connections. Imagine if they got Alden Ehrenreich in. Oh, yeah. Could be like, yeah, that's that's who we got to do indie because he was he was solo in solo. So you know. uh, I don't think I'd want that either, though. I think I want Harrison Ford's face. Get a really good impersonator if Ford's not up for it, which I'm almost certain he wouldn't be. No, um, they bar- they barely got him to pretend to play Uncharted in that video. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that? That was good, though. He seemed invested. Well, he. If you watched his hands, though, he was visibly just smashing the X button when the Drake on screen wasn't doing that. Uh, <laughs> it was quite, yeah, quite that, funny. That's, that's it was not. It was a good. It's a good idea. You know, mm. it's like oh, get Indiana Jones. But that also brings me to the other to the other thing. It's tough to get to be that. I'm I'm excited. Don't get me wrong, because I like Indiana Jones. But at the same time, it's like well, we've had much like the Alien uh, thing I brought up earlier. Mm-hmm. This franchise historically has been ill served by video games. However, in the meantime. Tomb Raider has been excellent and Uncharted has been excellent. So the fact that it's licensed now, it's like, well, these other games have already kind of eaten that game's lunch. They're going to have to really pull something special out of the bag to for this to... That license might be a wait. 
as but much Indy's, as Indy's the original, isn't he? Harrison Ford's the original. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. They need they need that Harrison Ford face. Yeah, if they pay there. the Harrison Ford money, then uh, uh, then my excitement would skyrocket. I mean, they've got Microsoft like, like Microsoft uh, yeah. finances. Why not? Imagine <laughs> if Phil Spencer was just determined. We're getting Harrison Ford, <laughs> no matter We're what. We're getting Harrison Ford, and they just get him to read these outrageous lines, mm. and they just pay him like half a billion or something. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Could happen. he'd end up Could doing happen. a sort of Blade Runner voiceover, wouldn't he? Yeah. I don't want to do yeah. this. If, if you're going to make yeah. me do it, I'm going to read it like really, really. I'm do it like I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, new load of Star Wars stuff. Lucasfilm Games has come come along. A new little sort of label division stroke wing thing. Should have probably uh, said this before before the Indiana Jones stuff. It's all it's all yeah. you know, it's all it's all related. It's all good stuff. Uh, so they're just sort of. They've basically said, yeah, we'll be sort of publishing and working with a load of people for a load of different things now. Um, EA no longer have exclusivity on Star Wars, um, and already reports are coming out of a new open-world Star Wars game coming from Ubisoft Massive and Lucasfilm Games, who I think are, like, consulting on it, or, or like, working with Ubisoft Massive, whatever that means. I don't actually know if Lucasfilm... like an odd choice for a Star yeah, Wars game, they did game, the Division. They? they did... Did Division yeah. One and Two, right? Yeah, bit of a bit of a weird one. Bit of a weird one. Um, yeah, we'll 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 see on that one. Um, do, what? How do you feel about Ubisoft doing an open world uh, Star Wars thing? Are you sort of like, yeah, definitely? I'll have a bit of that. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm interested. Just I don't yeah. know. The di- I don't. I didn't find the Division series the most inspiring thing. No. So they seem like no. an odd choice, massive. I just, yeah. I don't know. Is it going to be a similar kind of game? Maybe if it's sort of a Mandalorian thing where you get a new gear or, you know, I don't weapons know. and yeah. things. I don't know. I don't know. Sure. It could, it could, yeah, that could be cool. That could be cool. Um, the sort of like Bounty Hunter or the 1313 thing, you know, of like, mm. of like imagine that, you know, like, a, yeah, it's you go from port to port hunting down targets or whatever. I suppose we I just don't, don't know I, much about it. I'd want it to be single player though. I don't want a multiplayer thing. Yeah, that'd be really nice. Yeah, mm. but you know, there you go. But anyway, yeah. But then uh, the EA people were keen to come out and go. We are still doing Star Wars stuff, though, even though it's not exclusive now because of this Lucasfilm Games thing. Um, uh, Disney's Sean Shoptor told Wired, "Quote: EA has been and will continue to be a very strategic and important partner for us now and going forward. But we did feel like there's room for others." Well. We want that full uh, fallen order sequel, don't we? Yeah, at the very time. least. They got that, got that going on, presumably. Uh, EA did confirm. They said, "Yeah, we're we're really proud of the games were created with EA." Uh, sorry, that was uh, Lucas Lucasfilm Games's VP Douglas Riley said, "Really proud of the games we made with EA. Um, we'll continue working with them, and our relationship has never been stronger." Uh, which is funny because I mean it, it literally has been stronger it was stronger when it was exclusive but yeah. there you go uh, while we may not have had a lot of details to share at the moment we've got a number of projects underway with the talented folks at EA rumour a new Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game oh, reportedly yeah. in development but not at EA how do you feel about or that? or Bioware you know yeah it's Bioware's mm. thing and what Rumors was the headline? From, uh, the headline was you won't you won't guess who's doing it. You won't it. guess who's doing it. Yeah, is that a good thing? Yeah, I 
don't know. The rumours come from multiple sources, uh, including noted Star Wars insider Bespin Bulletin, a brilliant name, mm. um, who made the claim on a recent B.O.B. Uh, podcast episode and said, Amongst my digging, I heard there's a new KOTOR project in development somewhere, talked to a couple of people, and I found out that Jason Schreier said that it's not with EA and will never guess who the studio is that's making this game. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, probably not Bioware then, because that was your first guess and it would have been mine. Well, they said it's not Bioware. They said as much. Yeah. I'm just trying to think yeah. of a really terrible fit for Star Wars. Uh, they can be like, ah, see, you weren't expecting that. They're terrible. Yeah. They're not going to know. It's Med- going to be awful. Media. Me- media molecule. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they'd be a good fit, but they're a good, no, they they're a good developer, yeah, aren't we, they? We must make it clear. We're not <laughs> saying the developer's bad. We're mm. saying it would be a, an outrageous fit. So, like, yeah, Media Molecule, it'd be funny. I mean, imagine yeah, historically, sort. that's not their wheelhouse. <laughs> no, mm. no. Uh, yeah, so that's that, that's that, that's Indiana It's Jones. Konami's Pez team. Uh, you didn't expect <laughs> that, did you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'd love that, yeah. Uh, what else, what else, what else? Um, ooh, Sony's new San Diego studio said to be working on an existing PlayStation IP. Please be Obviously, Siphon Filter. Be Siphon Filter. <laughs> You're having a bloody laugh, man. Yeah, imagine that. Well, that would even in, if that did happen, I'd obviously I'd go through the bloody roof. But mm-hmm. if it did happen, that would very likely be Bend Studio that would do that. But I'll just put that out there. They've just, got just days because gone, mate. they might be like, well, th- we want to do another think- days gone. Give Siphon Filter to San Diego. Maybe. Who knows? The smart money's on Uncharted, though, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I or, would say or so. The, or The Last of Us, depending on what you, you know. I no. Know God, no. Well, don't, don't underestimate the money, man. I, but I feel uh, like reports... Last of Us now is kind of, draw, let's draw a line under that. Oh, I agree with you, and I wish that I, that would be brilliant if they did. But I'm just saying, the, you know, the, the, the call of the cash... Mm. Uh, is is you know is loud <laughs> um, I suppose. reports uh, rife that Sony's yet to be officially announced new San Diego team are working on a quote triple A action adventure title. I think that's what led a lot of people to go, oh, is this Uncharted? Mm. Um, based on an existing PlayStation IP, uh, that was from an employee's LinkedIn page. The profile in question belongs to one Michael Mumbauer. Uh, spotted by forum users on Resetera, who was formerly studio head of SIE Worldwide Studios until November 2020. According to the profile, his, quote, latest achievement is having built a brand new all-star AAA action-adventure development team for PlayStation based in San Diego and utilising proprietary engine technology. This team was assembled to expand upon existing franchises, plural, and craft all new stories for the next generation of gamers. What PlayStation IP do you miss the most? Oh, by the way, not that. This team that's in San Diego mm-hmm. is not to be confused with Sony San Diego, who who do MLB The Show. Just just putting that out there. If people right. are going, there's already Sony San Diego. Much like Sony Santa Monica, there is a Sony San Diego. This sounds like a new thing, though. Sorry, yeah. Rich, go on. Yeah. No, yeah, what's, I was asking a question. What What's your most missed... PlayStation IP that you'd bring back. It's Ape Escape, isn't it? I would bloody love an Ape Escape. <laughs> if I, 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 I'm playing the original at the minute. I've downloaded Ape Escape two on the PS5. Um, I've gone ape mad recently with, with the with the best will in the world. I don't know <laughs> if it can be described as a triple A action adventure. 
I resent that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Don't <laughs> underestimate the monkeys. I'm sorry. I apologise. Hold on, Josh. Think- Josh. Monkeys right. and apes, two different things, mate. Come on. I like I like to mix them up. It's all interchangeable. <laughs> um, they mix them up in the game, by the way. It's called Ape Escape, but they frequently refer to them as monkeys. Really? It's brilliant. Oh, God. Yes, brilliant. Terrible. They wear little. They wear little pants. <laughs> That's all. Little, that's yeah. all you need to know. That's all you need to know. And I don't know if I've ever come across a, a title of a video game that has done as much heavy lifting. Mm. It tells you the plot. It yep. tells you what you're going to be doing. It's also just a brilliant title. It rhymes. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it probably would be that. Or Wipeout. But you wouldn't describe Wipeout as a AAA. It's a racing game, really. Yeah. But, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah, don't know. Don't know. Anyway, oh, well, uh, and my other thing. The order. Please, for goodness sake, give me another that, that order. That was at the back of my mind as well, yeah. 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 Uh, I don't. I think I, that's optimistic. I it. It's a AAA action adventure. Yeah. Shooter, shooter, sort of shooter, but you know. Mm. Um, God of War developer Sony Santa Monica Studio is working on a new unannounced game. Uh, job listing has revealed that it's working on uh, blah, 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 official Twitter account. The post says the studio is looking for an art director for the development of a new unannounced title, which presumably rules out the as-yet-untitled God of War sequel, tentatively known as God of War Ragnarok. What, that's not, I thought that during... was the title. Uh, <laughs> well, well, even if it was the title, this is a new unannounced title, so the fact that oh. that's been announced would it would mean that this thing isn't God of War Ragnarok, right? Right. No, I thought, the way you read that, I thought God of War Ragnarok wasn't the title of the next God of War. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't, yeah, I think it is God of War Ragnarok, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I thought. So I was confused. Uh, Huh. But yeah, what's this new game? We'll have to keep an eye on that. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, Revealed, well, we don't know. We don't know. It's Sony Santa Monica. It's the people that do God of War, but it's new and it's unannounced. Mm. So there's... PlayStation stuff going on, something going on in San Diego. So they got Santa Monica doing something that's not God of War, along with the new God of War. Um, uh, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting in, time. Yeah, indeed, indeed. The idea that they're setting up a new studio is always always exciting to me. Yeah, because they have a very good track record of sort of setting up and establishing studios. Anyway, mm. <clears throat> uh, let's do some quick ones. There's a new Pokemon Snap happening, and it's coming to Switch on April thirtieth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Professor Mirror. <laughs> Uh, having you explore the Lentile region in your trusty Dash engine with a load of jungles and different biomes. Uh, the region also has a phenomenon known as Illumina, which causes Pokemon and vegetation to glow, which will make up a part of it. It's a new Pokemon Snap and it's coming to the Switch. We need right? Imogen for a bit of um, excitement about that. I know. What, where is I, she? Well, I Come am back. up for it. I, I did like the... Um, <laughs> The original Pokemon Snap for N64. It was a cracker. It was it was a okay. snap cracker. A snap is that the one that came popper. with? A li- did it come with a little camera, or is that a DS one? That's a DS one, and that yeah. was that was good. Yeah. The, do you mm. remember the Game Boy camera, Game Boy printer? Yeah, I do. That was funny. That was rubbish. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> Uh, a couple of other ones. Xbox reverses its decision to increase Xbox Live Gold prices and uh, will drop requirement for free-to-play games. So basically, Xbox said, we're putting the price of Xbox Live Gold up. Everyone went, come off it. And they went, all right, we'll come off it. We'll put it back down. <laughs> what were they thinking? <laughs> they said, we messed up today uh, and you were right to let us know 
connecting and playing with friends is a vital part of gaming and we fail to meet the expectations of players who count on it every day. As a result, we've decided not to change the gold pricing uh, and this whole episode is an opportunity to bring Xbox Live more in line with how we see the player at the centre of their ex- of their experience. Um, so, yeah. Um, working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. So, dropping the Xbox Live Gold requirement for free-to-play games on mm-hmm. Xbox. Yeah, so, it's good. Yeah. So, it's actually um, yeah a positive to come out yeah. of a big negative. Yeah, we're, we're right back where we were. We're back to where we were. It went shit, and then it went less shit again. Well, no, we're not just back to where we were. The, the free-to-play requirement's been dropped, so... Uh, well, what is that? I don't know what that so, is. Like, a, say, a free-to-play game like Fortnite wasn't strictly uh-huh. free-to-play because you had to pay for gold to play it online. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So that's been, that's been, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's been uh, like, gotten rid of, basically, that requirement. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy delayed to 2022 by Warner Brothers. Uh, Oh, Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive creator announces new studio named Itagaki Games. Kind of cool. Tomonobu Itagaki has revealed he's established a new studio away from former employers Tecmo and Valhalla Game Studios called Itagaki Games. Made the announcement via his Facebook page. uh, And he said, uh, for the past four years, I've I've been teaching a job to foster juniors. uh, But now I feel like I want to make a game again and just established a company for that purpose. So that's that's, that's, that's kind of exciting. I mean, I'm loving a Ninja Gaiden. But I don't think that'll happen because no. there's another thing that said they weren't doing that. So. He could he could make some sort of ninja ninja Gaiden type game without that name, different name. Yeah. Nin- how about how about Ninja Bladen? Mm. It's got a load of blades in it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember Blade Ninja Blade? Blade? Yes. It's just a load yes, of QTEs. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, and I also remember Gunblade, the um the, the Sega arcade cabinet thing, oh, yeah. where you you hung out. Of a helicopter, it was in the zap zone at the Bedford Mega. Oh, we've talked about it, this before on the pod, I think. Have we? Yeah, it's an old arcade favourite of mine because the gun is ridiculous. Because it, it had the big rifle gun. Yeah, right. It was massive. Oh, and it, the whole thing juddered like crazy. Yeah, like a washing oh, machine. It was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was mad. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So here's hoping that they make another gun blade. Uh, having said that, it's about time for the quiz. Are you ready to get Quizical? Guys, quiz time already. Time flies. Big time. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I shall scores summon, to sell. Uh, I shall summon my opponent. Matt from upstairs. Yeah. Yes, in the meantime, have a jingle. Okay, all right. Well, are you guys ready? I personify a place. It's a video game setting. Do we need the rules at this point? I read out a number of clues as this personified setting. You say stop if at any point you have inklings and rumblings of ideas, and then you say what that place is. If you say it and it's the right place, you win. Stop. Stop. I'll go through the clues as many times as you like. And I have, as ever, backup clues. Because I don't like drawers. Quiz! We didn't do the quiz last week, but we're joined from Matt from upstairs. Hello, Matt from upstairs. Hello. I'm I'm ready and ready to go. I had the withdrawals, the quiz withdrawals, the shakes. Yeah. I was getting, I was more, because oh, we were talking about my internet trouble earlier and how I'm currently tethering my uh, my flatmate's phone. We weren't sure whether he's got 4G or 5G. Uh, uh, it's been an excellent connection so far, but I, I was think thinking... it's 4G, isn't it? It's, well, it's 5G you know even the, standard now? I didn't, I didn't think know, it was. Not, but mate, you can get I, it. I, 
I was stunned. He told me that 5G was a thing. And I was like, I, because I, I haven't even got 4 Where have you yet. been, my, Josh? Where have you been? My, well, I, I'm, I'm a little bit behind. My, I've got a good phone, though. I've got an iPhone. I've got that SE iPhone. You know, the one that's a little bit little bit tasty. It's well yeah. old. Well old, that. It's, I've got that one. And uh, I've got. I've only got 3G. I think, But it says my phone can do 4G. I just think it's the contract I pay for or the person I'm with. I just think, yeah, maybe. The, but anyway, yeah, but 5's a thing and it's out there in the wild. Amazing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was stunned. Uh, but yeah, I, I was sort of thinking I'd be ashamed to miss out two weeks on the quiz. What's the score, by the way? Is it one all? I yeah. Don't know. Sure. Because I, I got the Resident Evil one, didn't I? Straight away. Oh my god, you got it on a one-er. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, and then but yeah, but the, yeah, then Rich got the other one. Um, the week before, well, he got Life yes. is Strange. When I gave him the game, he got the thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Matt's claiming he's he get, getting him, getting that in there. Well, yeah, that? I gave him the game. Well, you, so the thing is, you guys do a whole pod, but the, the quiz stays with me. It's the only bit that yeah, I'm yeah. in. Yeah, it's it sticks to the mind. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Right, we've given them the jingle. They know the rules. You guys know the rules. Just to make it clear, by the way, I'm going to start getting a bit brutal and just saying incorrect. If you don't give me the setting and the game. I'm just okay. going to say I'm just going to say incorrect because before if I go if I hesitate then you kind of know you've gotten the game or maybe the setting but not right. the game so I'm just going to go incorrect just so you know the general <laughs> format it's a bit New brutal rules. but okay. I love it know, but you're still allowed to if Matt gets the game or he reckons he's got the game or if Rich if you get the game you're allowed to you know help I yeah won't, I won't you're just not going to help us any further than we're helping I'm each not other gonna, I already give you lot plenty of spice as far as I'm concerned oh god yeah yeah okay right Clue number one. Clue number one. Do be careful when exploring. Uh, it's pretty misty. It's pretty misty around Stop. Here. Quite misty. Uh, Richmond Walker. Silent Hill. Uh, the the place. Silent Hill in Silent <laughs> Hill. Well, it's nice that I, I that you ended up with the correct format, but that is incorrect. Okay. Stop. Uh, Matt Lorigan. Uh, Cerulean City from Pokemon. Love it, incorrect. Okay. Oh, I see, misty. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say things like love it actually, because I've got. <laughs> Cullen, I would, Cullen was always a very disciplined quiz master, and I'm a little bit more sort of excitable. I think. That's all right. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think you can love, help that, Josh. I think it's in your I nature. I love the idea of being the quiz master. It's 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 a savage power to wield. You know. Um, right. Clue number two. Uh, I was designed by mathematical equations. Huh. Okay, mm. that's thrown me. Uh, clue number three uh, if you get tired during your stay have a sit down there's plenty plenty of seats have, have, have a sit down oh this is just going to be annoying um, okay clue number one two three four clue number four uh, I am not a prison that's not why I was built uh, but I do have Prisoners. In fact, I have a lot of them. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. I'm thinking kind of lab facility, maybe something like that. But Misty. Ooh, Matt Lorigan. He's having uh, a go. Arkham Asylum from the Arkham games. Incorrect. Okay. Uh, clue number five. Mm, no, it's not really that. I am accessible via boat. And, at certain times, a bridge. Stop. 
Matt Lorigan. Is it Arkham Sissy from Arkham Sissy? Incorrect. Stop. Although I appreciate the follow-up guess with the specific uh, game and location within thank the location. You, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I always love that. Rich Walker. <laughs> Is it um, Rapture from Bioshock? Are we doing that again? Incorrect. (laughs) Didn't I I say ages ago, like, one of my things is I'm never doing Rapture. (laughs) It's Misty. It it ticks all the boxes, as far as I can tell. Is it Misty? Why is it Misty? It's Misty when you rock up on, uh, you know, at the beginning of Bioshock. Oh, I spoke, well, actually, I'd say... Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's, it's smoky, right? Because it's a plane crash. Misty, smoky, uh, potato, potato, whatever. <laughs> let's, let's, let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the last clue, and I, w- I will give some spice to the other clues, but but the last cl- uh, clue is um, I can be a little bit handholdy. Hmm. Oh, I really don't know with this one. Oh. No. Oh, 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 uh, yeah, no, I tell you what, I'll give you some spice, and then the last clue I'll do, I'll, I'll give you the year. Okay. Okay, yeah, let's, let's get the spice. The spice on okay. there. All right, all right. Um, I was designed by a particular type of mathematical equation. This is the developer, isn't it? I'm trying to work out what developer has, like, E equals MC squared as their name or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> clue um, number three. Well, clue number yeah. It's it's another clue, but I didn't do the misty. I've got no spice for the misty clue. I feel that's as spicy as it can go. Mm. Uh, this one. If you get tired during your stay, uh, have a sit down. There's plenty of sofas to sit on. Sofas. 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 I am not a prison. Though I do have many prisoners. <sighs> um, and uh, another one. I can be a little bit handholdy, but that's why a lot of people love me. This is bugging oh. me. This is really bugging me. Is it? Oh, what's? Is it Ico? I was going to say this. Stop. Where's Ico set? Stop. The tower. Is it the is it the castle from Ico? And this week's winner, right? Yeah, is Uh, Richmond Walker. Matt, I know you're going to feel bad about this, but I had Ico on my mind for ages and ages and ages. Okay, okay. And I was reluctant because I was thinking sofa, a sofa. It's not a sofa in Ico, is it? Yeah, they they, they have a little. They're like stone kind of seats. Sofas, stone sofas. Yeah, yeah. yeah they are. They are actually sofas. It's and the really mathematical weird. equation really, threw me as well. Designed by subtraction. Right. Oh, is that what it? Oh, is that? That's uh, Fermito Ueda's design philosophy. Design. Uh, now, can I? Can I? Can I ask a question quickly? You may indeed. Did Richard Walker say stop? Yes, and you didn't. Yes. You didn't say stop. <laughs> there was there like the issue, man. <laughs> so you'd have won had you said stop. So oh, did Matt say dear. stop? No, I did. I didn't yeah. hear. I didn't hear Rich say stop. That's mm. very annoying. Well, anyway, very well done to Rich. Do be careful when exploring. There's pretty misty around around here. It is, mm. and actually, one of the other answers that I would have expected. It's. I don't think it's strictly referred to as this, except I think Ueda has referred to it. The answer I was looking for was the castle from Ico. Ah, but it see, is I also said castle as, as well. 
You did. Uh, but it is also... Yeah, but it, I mean, I think it. I think it is a temple, but uh, it's uh, the other answer is the castle in the mist. That's, that's uh, okay. oh, interesting. Uh, not not temple. Now, not Rich temple did say Rich did say castle. Yeah, and not castle. So not castle. So that's because I talk north south mate. divide. <laughs> Uh, if you get tired during your stay, there are plenty of sofas to sit on. It's just one of those weird things. They look like they're made of stone, but they sort of glisten, but they're quite visibly sofas. I've, mm. uh, it's kind of glorious. I love it. Um, accessible via boat. That is, that is how the young lad is taken there. Uh, and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a bridge, a very long bridge, at certain times is the great drawbridge that opens. Yeah. Um, I am not a prison, or that, or that that's not the... the what I was built for, though I do have very many prisoners. I'm, I'm referencing the Hall of Sarcophagi, yeah. uh, where Ico was brought to be imprisoned and to die. Just because um, he's got little horns in his, on his head. Just because oh, no, he's a horny, not, not. a horny, horny little fella. He's a horny um, teenager. <laughs> yeah, I can be a little bit handholdy, but that's why a lot of people love me. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the one that gave it that's away. What, that's what got good. me as well. But I was yeah trying to very good stuff. Mull Two over one the other things. Well, well, well done to uh, to Richmond Walker. Thanks. Uh, Sorry, man. The the heated heated battle will resume next week. But also, thank you very much uh, to Matt from upstairs. Excellent, rigorous understanding of the format and rules for Matt. Which I'm always, <laughs> I'm always a big thank fan you. Of. That's a Although, that's a very bizarre I, compliment. But except for the saying stop when he had the Ironically, answer at the end. that is how Rich won this week because he yelled stop. So he did. It's, it'll yeah. always come back to bite you. What, what, anyway, what we should start doing is the earlier you get it, the more points you get. No, and I'm not saying that for any particular reason. No, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't here. have a dog in that fight. Don't get out of here, that shit. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. No, right, um, okay. I am furious, and I will come back to avenge this defeat next week. So your I'm your day is furious. ruined. I'm glad you're furious, yeah. and you're not going to win. You're not going to win again ever. That's it. <laughs> Quiz cancelled. That's it. It's That's over. Fight, fighting, yeah. fighting words from Richmond. He's claiming to go undefeated. We'll see how that pans out. But thank you very much to Matt from upstairs. Thank you. Uh, thank you. It's time that we heard from some of the listeners. I like a fat cat. I like a fat cat. Is it fat? Is it cat? Chonky cat. I like a fat cat. I like a fat cat. Is it fat? Is it cat? Chonky cat. The bigger the better. Questions, theories, comments, and queries. We got we got a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a clump up with the questions. So I, I didn't put out a call for questions mm-hmm. uh, this week just because we got we got some stuff to, to get through, and some of them are getting old because we missed one, which is my fault. Um, <laughs> this from uh, Michael: Are those new Final Fantasy trademarks for full new games or DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake? I'll put this to you, Rich, because I don't know. Well, I don't know. I didn't cover these because I get I get bored of these. But I mean, such and such trademarks been registered because sometimes they just come to nothing. Yeah, and they're yeah, a waste of time. So I don't know because they just get they'll take out loads and loads of trademarks and it, yeah, you, like, yeah. Isn't say. one of them Xvious something again? That's a mobile game, so it doesn't apply to us. And yeah, I, I don't. Know. Although I, would, I don't know. I would say, isn't it more likely with seven that they're just cracking on with the next one? Seems a bit. You excessive. would think so. They, they're not going to start adding DLC. That's just that would just be silly. Or yeah, oh god, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. I I would think that would be something else other than, than Final Fantasy VII remake. That's my that's my hunch. That's like, my hunch. 
haven't they got enough Final Fantasy stuff on the go right now? Seven remake and Final Fantasy sixteen. Then you got fourteen still going on. Um, uh, do you really need to start adding more Final Fantasies to the to the it's slate? Bad, isn't it? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 silliness. It is silliness. Mm. Uh, right, this one from uh, Flashy, mm-hmm. which I, I, it's quite a cool name. <laughs> um, been playing Cyberpunk on your recommendation. Uh, and while I find it disappointing on a systems level, it's an amazing aesthetic experience. Uh, but it got me thinking of cyberpunk as a genre and its vision of the of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, the dark, overcrowded cities and shadowy corporations doesn't seem to gel with our current world, which seems to be heading more towards corporate domination, but with the look and feel of Disneyland. <laughs> That's good, that. Do you think cyberpunk is still relevant? As social critique, I would answer yes, <laughs> yes with an if, no <laughs> with a but. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Bits of it are, but, but also like, the thing is, cyberpunk's a it's a style, isn't it? And it adheres to that style. Yeah, it it does. But, but I would also say, like like lots of these things, parts of it are certainly the corporatization. I mean, it, it was interesting <clears throat> the, the recent things where they they took uh, Donald Trump off Twitter. I thought was interesting. On the one mm. hand, I think it was the right thing to do, and on the other hand, I thought, "Wow, it, it's kind of scary." Like a huge corporation—that's that's the massive sway over a politician. But then again, it's it like I'm not, you know, saying they shouldn't have done it. I'm making that clear. Well, but it, it's just interesting—the sort of idea of like that is a kind of cyberpunky thing. It's like the corporations, you know, rule in a way that the governments don't. Sort of. I don't thing. know. I feel like it's a grey area there because. He clearly broke like the terms of service, yeah. didn't he? Well, if not it was only anyone did he break else, the terms of service, they'd have been yeah, kicked yeah, yeah. off ages ago. And also, I would add to that that like you you shouldn't, as a politician, you should be independent of. If, if Twitter is like a major arm of your power, you kind of got a problem anyway. Mm-hmm. Like your power should be should be elsewhere. But it's still an interesting example, one that we haven't really had before. I don't think. Obviously, people get banned from Twitter all the time. Yeah, but. Also, just like you know, the the banks and the big money, the big money companies and stuff. It's it's interesting. I think that side of cyberpunk as a, as an area of social critique is interesting. I think, like anything though, like anything that's aesthetic, um, it kind of gets it, it loses a lot of its meaning mm. because lots of the reasons uh, that it's that it, that it becomes popular, yeah, um, is is that it is that people think it's cool. Because of course it looks cool, it looks stylish, mm. and you know, oh, it's all neon and rain, and it's like, well, yeah, but the reason it was raining all the time in Blade Runner is because the planet's fucked, and like that's yeah. not cool. Like everyone's going off world. That part <laughs> of it, by the way, is, is is pretty relevant in some ways now. Um, but yeah, like it, it when it when something becomes a cool aesthetic experience, I think lots of the meaning is lost. There's a really interesting chap, um, Jared Lanier, I think his name is who um, he was a, a Silicon Valley type and he's currently into, he's, he left Silicon Valley and he runs a company looking at or attempting to change the way that big companies use personal data. Um, but he's done a lot of consulting and stuff on science fiction films and he worked with Spielberg for Minority Report. And it was his idea, I don't know if you remember in Minority Report, when mm. Tom Cruise's character goes on the run, at one point he runs through a shopping mall and all of the adverts in the shopping mall like stop and look at him and they go, John Anderton, you're going to, you know, they, they kind of like <laughs> communicate with him directly, which is funny because we do have targeted ads now. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and one of the things that uh, Jared Lanier was saying, I think it was in a New York Times interview, and he said... Um, people would see that scene and they'd see all the adverts like looking at him while he was running and saying his name and they'd say oh that's so cool and like one of the things that he was railing against like no no it's not cool it's (laughs) and i think that is the danger of like of the of cyberpunk as social critique so much of it is lost because people kind of look at it and go oh that's really cool that oh it's so blade runner oh it's this it's that they kind of forget well yeah were it real wouldn't be that cool (laughs) it wouldn't be very cool um joseph murphy Mm -hmm. uh says uh not sure what's more worrying the fact that you tweeted this at half midnight or that i'm replying to it at half one anyway i just actually didn't i read this before half one's not late yeah no it's not it's not late he said uh i just bought return of the obradin to play with the missus even though it's technically a one-player game any other good backseat gamer titles but we talked this about does it, sound familiar I talked, yeah i talked about my mate that played firewatch yeah. with his wife and they printed off the map and we and, talked yeah. about elise watching me play the last of us and yeah yeah you, yeah you, yeah you've you been dug up an old question josh screwed it screwed the pooch <laughs> screwed the pooch um jonathan Irwin mm-hmm. says uh hi pod boys hello <clears throat> i like that hello um We hear a lot about crunch from the people who make games, but I've read some horror stories lately about some nasty crunch to hit review deadlines from within games media, particularly when publishers provide review copies late. I was wondering if you guys had any stories about any particularly rough rushes to hit review deadlines. Do you think having to rush through a game has ever affected how you view it, either positively or negatively? Cheers, John. It certainly doesn't help being given review code late. Because, yeah, you do feel panicked because with each passing day it loses kind of its relevance. Mm. Especially mm. if other outlets get it earlier and have already published a review. Yeah. That's even worse. Just, <clears throat> um, I would agree. I, I often find that um, we personally on PlayStation Trophies have in the past had Sony stuff late and I've had to rush mm. it. And I think I've talked about in this podcast like having to rush through Death Stranding and God of War. Yes, yeah. Trying to get those yeah. done. And, uh, I, you not, know, not those are games I'd have liked to have gone at, with, you know, gone at my own pace yeah. with, and I couldn't. Yeah. I would say it's a, it's a, it's a funny thing with, um, with, with PRs, and I, I guess when you get... So there's kind of two different issues here. Issue number one is rushing through a game. Has it affected how you view it, <clears throat> positive or negative? My answer to that, in short, is I don't really know. I'm sure it has, and I'm sure at other times it hasn't. I know this sounds like a cop-out, but anyone who just lives a normal life... If you're just in a shit mood... Yeah. You know, if you've just, if you've just, if your internet's been down for a week, and <laughs> let's you're, say you're, as an example, let, let, just just as an example, and you, you know, you're 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 playing a game and you're not in a great great mood. I mean, you have to be professional if you're a critic, and you have to, I guess, listen to your critical instincts. And I'm fairly confident that even during periods of stress, my sort of critical nose doesn't lose its its potency. Yeah. I can still sniff out something that's good and, and I can sniff out when something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, with, I had to rush game. those two games I mentioned before and I didn't mark them down because they came late. No, no, no. I no, still no, enjoyed the experience, not. you know. And and it works both ways. Here's a real brain bender for you. Um, I, with Assassin's Creed, there's a, I find personally, I don't know, Rich, you disagree on this, but I'm, I'm going to say it because it's, it's what I feel. Assassin's Creed has a real greenhouse effect. Um, mm. If I had reviewed Valhalla the first week I'd played it, it would have been I would have re- reviewed it a lot better and in much better mood. But I had longer on that one, 
And by the end of week two, mm-hmm. it, it, it had completely gone for me. It had completely really? died. And I thought, yeah, oh, I no, this is... Yeah, you were the opposite. And for you, it cracked on. And I, and I think fair enough. I think so, you know some people just do love that thing. For me, it, it has a real potency at the beginning. And then as time goes on, I think, oh, no, it's the old Assassin's Creed stuff that annoys me. It's, you know, it's come back. So sometimes a longer lead time, um, you know, doesn't particularly... And I will say as well, on this note, I know uh, generally in, in, in the press, people, like, it's it's more common in the press to hear uh, people complaining about games being too long. Yeah. Because often, because, and it'll be because of an issue like this, and people in the public will say, oh, well, you know, but yeah, I only buy one game every few months, and I'm spending 50, 60 quid, and I want it to last a long time, so for me, there's no such thing. And that's... That's fair enough, and I think you have to make that call. I think if you know that you put your your money's worth in how long a game is, then fair enough. I wouldn't want to argue against anyone not feeling like they got their money's worth. It just depends where you put your money's worth. I mean, yeah. when I play lots of games, if, if, if I have to rush them to hit an embargo, or if I've got plenty of time, there have still been many games where I think... Oh, this could have ended five or six hours ago, and I'd have been a lot happier with that. Yeah. And yeah. but the thing is, is that I thought that before I was uh, a games writer, even when I was just a, just a, like a, a person who just played and enjoyed lots of games. Yeah. I agree. I like the concept of money's worth. I just don't put money's worth in length. You, well, you know, don't want a game happily... to stay its welcome. No. No, yeah. and I'm the same. With, I'm the same with films. It's the it's the it's this whole James Bond thing, the Marvel thing of like, oh, people feel like they got their money's worth. It. Let's have Infinity War be bloody two and a half hours. It's like I'm all for ninety minute movie. It, it's it's got no bearing on how much it is or how much I got my money's worth um, because of how long it is. I'm happy to pay. I don't know, 40 quid for the Resident Evil 3 remake because I still think that's excellent money's worth. But yes, yeah. I suppose it's only five, six hours long and many would, you know... It has to come down to personal taste. And I know I've strayed from the point a little bit. Um, hitting deadlines is tough. I I, I, um, I wouldn't say I, I crunch. I think the, you know, the people at our place are very, very good with, you know, with not making us do that. Mm. Um, but, you know... Does it have an effect? Yeah, in, in as much as many things in life will. But sometimes, absolutely smashing through a game is brilliant. For instance, I think, to go with my example of Resident Evil 3, I think I, I, I finished that in a day. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't because I was rushing. I, I just was absolutely... That, that's a game where you could play over the course of a single day because it unfolds over the course of a single day mm. and you could have a bloody... Or a night, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's complex. Also, John has a PS here. The listener who was talking about the best albums of 2020 had a great shout with Run the Jewels 4. May I also suggest how I'm feeling how... Sorry. May I also suggest How I'm Feeling Now by Charlie XCX. Okay. Thank you very much. Well, I remember this question because I said I don't listen to anything. Well, last weekend... Um, not the weekend just gone the one before that me and Lisa uh-huh. had a little date night and we just stuck on some music and it was quite nice oh, so I've rediscovered that. a bit of a bit of musical stuff I just put it on my shuffle like my phone that's really nice mm. I do think right that there is a lovely um, in our kind of society and I, and I guess with, with the pandemic and everything aspects of this have lessened but you know you've got the sort of commute to work and the same paper same way people listen to podcasts or audio books you know music is such a lovely thing to fit in while you go for a walk or while you commute that we often forget that it is also very very nice to make time for music 
and to sit quietly and listen to it. It's one yeah. of those things which I think is becomes rarer by the day. <laughs> yeah. But it's sometimes just lovely to do what you guys did. Just kind of stick on an album, sort of work mm-hmm. your way through it, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. I need to do it. I need to do it. I need to get an album and do it. And that's what yep. I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, that'll just about do us. Oh dear, let me do the wrap up. Don't go on Snapchat. <laughs> don't go on Instagram. Get yourself on Twitter at video de- video gamer.com, at richiew 82 at Joshy Wise. Uh, head over to videogamer.com for all your gaming needs. Thanks to Adam Cook, Andy B, and Colin Mahone for our lovely musical jingles. And email me uh, at podcast at videogamer.com with your questions. Loving the questions. Uh, mm. <clears throat> I think that'll just about do us. Well done, Rich, uh, this week for the quiz. Do you feel and like the energy's you, uh, a bit low this week, Josh? <laughs> I, I feel quite <laughs> tired. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm on top of that. I'm, 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 I'm gunning for action, man. Oh, really? Okay, I had fair my, enough. I had my internet cut out, so it's good to talk to people again as much as True, anything. true, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll try and, anyway. Uh, I'll try and make my coffee stronger next week. Yeah, get your coffee yeah. stronger. What yeah. you need is that... Do you remember that massive syringe that uh, John Travolta plunged into Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I need one of those we, big adrenaline we syringe. A, a ver- exactly. <clears throat> Which was also in Mission Impossible 3 at the beginning. Oh, uh, yeah. He sort of Do, in The Rock as well, doesn't he have to plunge a needle into his oh, heart? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. The 90s were anyway. a, a, you know, a period of putting needles into your heart. A period of, of syringes, yeah. Of yeah. adrenaline rushes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks to Richmond thanks to Matt from upstairs thanks. thanks to the listeners we shall see you next week goodbye from me goodbye goodbye from Rich bye bye